You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Sean Matson. He's a decorated retired Navy SEAL who served 13 years and did three tours in Iraq. His companies that are each in the millions in revenue include matbach.com, which makes government contracted military equipment and items for law enforcement, cardomax.com, which is a health supplement drink, and Shop Decon, which is a hand sanitizer company. You know, we're going to talk about a really cool and interesting topic because Sean has a startup called Cardomax. It's only been around for, let's call it three or four months at this point. And they've been able to acquire over 6,000 customers and are growing very, very rapidly. So he's going to talk us through kind of how he did that, a little bit of the framework. But before we dive into that, welcome to the show, Sean. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for your service. That's pretty amazing. 13 years as a Navy SEAL. Congrats. You, yeah, thank you. you now you've made it into the private sector and it sounds like it sounds like you're going gangbusters. How long have you been out of the military? How long did you how long did you start this entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, so real quick, you know, did the 13 years, but we started Mapbox while my business partner Zach, his last name's Steinbach. So that's how we got Mapbox. Part of my last name, part of his last name and came up with it. But we started the company in 2010 when we were both still active, but just kind of had it as a side hustle and just kind of doing product development on the side while we were still active. I did, like you said, I did three tours to Iraq, did another two deployments to Africa. So ended up doing a total of five deployments in, in my 13 years, 10 years active and then another three years in the reserves. But we started our entrepreneurial journey in 2010 when we founded Mapbox. And then, you know, since then started some other companies and most recently Cardomax, which just launched this year. All right. So tell us a little bit about Cardomax. That's the the child that we're grooming right now and that we're spending all of our time and energy on. I'm sure you're pulled away with some of these other businesses, but talk to us a little bit. Give us the skinny on Cardomax. What is it? Yeah. So Cardomax is a liquid supplement and they're in tiny little packets. So kind of showed you earlier, but this is essentially a ketchup packet, but everything you have in here is caffeine, B vitamins, and your supplements for a pre-workout, but it's in a liquid form. So we have an emulsification process that takes all these powders and turns them into a liquid. And that's actually a clear liquid. So when you pour it into a, a bottle of water, it stays clear. It doesn't turn you know, blue to let you know that you just drank something that's blue raspberry or whatever. So a lot of unique features in that. You know, the, the liquid is really cool, goes into your body very effectively, but also very efficiently because it is a liquid and you're not, your body's not having to consume some kind of powder or tablet. So give us the origin story here. I mean, I know that 
you know, supplements and energy products and those sorts of things are are kind of trendy these days. And, and a lot of people are doing them and has, having success with them, both from a business side and from a consumer side. But what's the origin story here? I mean, why energy? <laughs> well, you know, as we looked at it, both Zach and I, with Mapbox, we're all about innovative innovation, innovative products, and we like to bring disruptive products to the industries. So when we look at all the things that we are doing, I mean, the supplement space is massive, obviously, and it has a lot of great companies and a lot of great products, but typically they're all the same thing. They're powder tubs of whatever supplement it is. And so we had this idea that, you know, we could emulsify it, turn it into a liquid. You know, I mean, there's plenty of research that's out there that shows liquid tablets, gel tablets, liquid. I mean, your body is 60 some percent liquid. So it's like, why would you put something that's a powder into your body if you're, you know, so we just thought all these things kind of came together and created Cardomax. And we have, you know, three product categories right now. So the energy intensifier, which is a pre-workout immune booster, which does help with your body with stressors. And then a recovery one that is really geared towards the military to help with TBI, traumatic brain injuries. Interesting. Okay. So the military and former military, that's kind of a, that you have a whole segment that's kind of targeting that specific because that's your background, yeah, exactly. right? I mean, you know, yeah. you lived day in and day out for 13 years. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, and, so, cool. and so why we, you know, when we talk about putting it into packets, right? These guys can take this in Africa or Afghanistan or other places like that. They have water with them, so they can just add it to that water, take it. It's because it's a liquid, they could shoot it straight if they want to. We don't recommend it. It's it's a concentration that's pretty potent, but it does allow them the ability to do that if they want to. Yeah. Try to put a powder in your mouth, right? That would, that might backfire. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the only thing I can think of is that cinnamon challenge that went around a long time ago when you had to take a teaspoon right. of cinnamon and then everybody <clears throat> felt like they were going to die afterwards. So yeah. So the liquid yeah. makes sense. Awesome. All right, cool. So we got a lot to talk about. There's a couple different components that I think the audience is going to be really interested in. One is kind of your customer acquisition strategy and how you're going about that. But secondly, on the back end, we're going to talk about kind of a conversion as well as a retention strategy that's kind of unique. And I think that I think the listeners are going to enjoy and maybe be able to garner some insight into their own business. So why don't you unpack this a little bit? Let's start at the top, talk about kind of how you went to market, how you started generating these thousands of customers for this new product. And I know there's, you know, we'll pull some of this apart. Just so everybody knows there's there's also a subscription component to this that's a part of it. So, you know, we're going to talk about retention and lifetime value and those sorts of things, which are are critically important to retention type products. So you take it away. You're the export. You've lived it. So let's see what's happening. Yeah. So basically our strategy is, you know, right now it's in growth mode. I mean, we are just starting right in January when we started this and it's acquiring as many customers as we can, even if we're doing it at a loss. And the reason we're comfortable in knowing this is because of like you were talking about earlier, some of these unconventional methods that we're using on the back end to provide a higher touch and providing more value to our customers that we're acquiring. And so we're using traditional Facebook and Instagram methods. We're using, you know, click funnel, sales funnel, where we're using a free plus shipping offer where they get a chance to try the product for free. They're only covering the shipping and handling for that product. And it's legitimately exactly what it's costing us to ship it, you know, for the product. And so we're taking a loss with it. And, you know, we did some initial A-B testing right when we first launched it. And we had both the, the full product, which is a 15 count 
retails for $19.99. And then a sample product, which is you know basically $2 and some change for the sample product. And what we were finding was it was costing us three times as much to acquire a customer for the sample as it was for the free product, for the whole you know actual retail product. And so and we started getting comments from people saying how they were really appreciative that we were actually offering them a, a legit product and not just a sample of the product. So they're getting 15 servings of this product. And so we pivoted and now literally all of our ads and all of our, our focus is giving them that entire 1999 product for free and they're paying the shipping. So basically you're doing your go-to market strategy is predominantly Facebook and Instagram. You're doing paid ads and you're doing a free plus shipping of which you're really actually shipping the full product, which you kind of showed us that example, as opposed to just a cheaper sample. That had couldn't have been an easy decision, but the data allowed, just made sense, right? Because when you split test something and you send the sample and only X convert and you send the full product and X times three convert, I mean, that's pretty compelling, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the exactly. whole, that whole concept of whoever's willing to spend the most to acquire a customer, even if it's at a loss, if they believe in the product and they have a good sales funnel and they have other upsells and they are going to have good retention with those existing customers that do convert, those are the people that are typically going to win, right? When you look at the subscription products, it's usually the people that were willing to spend the most to get the customers, but had the highest conversion and retention on the back end. So I love that concept because what it really says to me is that you're willing to kind of put your money where your mouth is. You're willing to put that money up front to acquire the customer because you know that in the long term that the value to the customer is going to be have a much higher retention than just just the typical offer that somebody's going to see on Facebook for, you know, just another me too product, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, so in terms of some of the in- unconventional ways, right? So in one of the funnels that we have, you know, they're going through a multi-step process in that and so we're able to you know, on a prospect, let's say that this is a prospect customer, they haven't finished. So typically like an abandoned cart, basically. Now we have email segmentation set up where they're actually getting multiple, they're getting emails from us about, Hey, you know, we'd like to you know help you finish this transaction, blah, blah, blah. But on the other side, something that they're not expecting is a handwritten note from us saying, Hey, we saw you were interested in our energy intensifier, the blue raspberry here it is. And we would just ship them the free the free sample and just say, hey, here it is, try it. And then on the back end, you know, 12 days after they get the product, they're getting a follow-up email asking them for a review for that. Right. So we're just constantly hitting them with some of the automated stuff, but also some of the unconventional and non-automated stuff as well. Yeah, I love that because here's the thing. Yeah, you you kind of had to bite the shipping cost, right? In that scenario, because they abandoned the cart and normally at the end of that transaction, they would have paid for the shipping and you would have shipped them off the product. But they abandoned cart, some sort of friction came into play. The the transaction got disrupted, but you had already paid to get them to the cart, right? So you'd already spent that money. So the key is there at that point, after you've spent that money, you have to somehow do your absolute best to convert them because their chances of them coming back are slim to none and slims out the lunch, right? And it's very hard to get somebody to come back. So you did something a little more traditional, which is the card abandonment email sequence, but then you went unconventional and you sent a handwritten note as along with the actual sample. So if just for you at home that are listening here, right? So try to visualize this because I know most of you are catching this on an audio. When you go to a cart page and you fill out your name and your address, 
And then you go to the payment component and you've, that's where you break. That's where you abandon cart. You don't put your credit card information in and you click away, right? But you've already put your name and address in. What the carts are able to do and what the technology is able to do is capture the first part of that information, even though you didn't purchase anything. And then they're able to leverage that as a way to follow up with you. That's why you get these cart abandonment emails, right? But Matt and his team went beyond that. They said, hey, we got the address. We know the flavor that they wanted. We know where they're at beyond the email. Let's just go out and send it to them. Let's let's take a hit. Uh, what what was the shipping cost that they would normally pay for something like that? Four ninety five. But you know, typically, if it's someone like that that we prospect for, and we're doing that, we do just send them just typically the like the sample. We're not going to send them the full product. Just again, you know, from us from a standpoint of cost, I mean, we consider that extremely cold, cold, cold customer right now, and so you know, we're only going to give them one of each flavor for that example, right? Now, if it's somebody Which who, makes sense. I mean, you're still you're still right. going above and beyond. I mean, you're giving yeah. them it with no shipping cost at all. And then right. maybe it's, whether it's $2 or $4 or whatever the case may be, again, you're kind of putting your money where your mouth is and saying, listen, I, we really think you're going to like this. I know the transaction fell apart, but give it a try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that would be an example that now, again, that's someone like that you know, that as a prospecting customer for that. And then, you know, I mean, we, we've gotten, you know, great feedback from customers on that where, you know, people will actually reach out to us and was like, I really thought this was like fake. Like, what is this? Like, you know, who are you? And we're like, well, on this date, you know, you, you know, clicked on one of our ads and filled out this information. And so we sent you the free product and like, I've never had a company ever do this to us. You have a customer for life now. And that's, all the validation we need right there because i know you know based on all everything that we've been putting together on our modeling you know our granite right now we don't have all the data so it's hard to tell what a lifetime value of a customer is going to be but what we're projecting is is around $200 should be our lifetime value of every customer that we are able to acquire paying customer from that so if i'm spending you know $15 on that customer to acquire them that person's worth, you know, another 8x for that. So I'll definitely, you know, go above and beyond to to retain that customer to try to get all of that $200 out of that customer. Yeah, I love that. So again, we're now we're going back to CAC, right? Customer acquisition cost versus LTV lifetime value, right? And I think, you know, Matt hit it on the head. When you have a when you're estimating $200 lifetime value and and again, this is a subscription product. It's not a high ticket item, right? We're not selling something that costs thousands of dollars. I mean, what's a subscription like this cost, Matt? I mean, give me a uh, sense. So one, one of them is $18.95. So we have our subscription set up that, you know, they, they subscribe and save typical, you know, you're going to get 5% off just for becoming a subscriber to the subscription club. So baseline is like around 20 bucks roughly for a subscription, but he knows that they're going to be able to retain that client on average and, and you know, an estimated lifetime value of 200 bucks. So he's going out of his way to acquire them, even at more expensive than his competition, probably, or what what might be you know competition in the in the supplement space, because he understands that's really the key. You got to acquire the customer because once you do business with them once, once they give you the credit card the first time, once that transaction is successful the first time, once you follow through and do what you say you're going to do in a world where most people don't do that, unfortunately. You stand out from the crowd and you're going to get a lifetime customer. So I love that. I love that concept. All right. Anything it's, else you want to add about that part? Because I think that well, that's really important that people understand it because most businesses, particularly small entrepreneurs, you know, 
they, their focus is not on acquire a customer, wow them and win them on the back end. It's everything's got to be profitable up front. If we can't make money on the front end, it's not worth doing. And if that were the case, you probably wouldn't be here today because you're not profitable on the front end of acquiring these customers. You're lucky if you break even with a product like this. Yeah. The other thing I would just say is, so, I mean, we're even going above and beyond in terms of in our ads, like we even reply to people in our ads. Like if they comment on our ads, we internally, we have an entire channel on the back end. like make sure you follow up with this person, make sure this is happening. I want to give that customer experience from, from the ad all the way to them getting the product. Right. And, you know, we get people that are just like, this is BS, like this, this, and this. And we simply just say, Hey, thanks for checking us out. You know, I'm not going to sit here and try to argue with someone over the internet or try to convince them to buy my product. I've got plenty of other comments on there that are like, man, this actually, I took a whim. I went on a whim, tried it. It came within three days. I couldn't believe that it actually showed up, you know, blah, 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 blah. I tried it. The flavor is amazing. You know, like that's all the validation I need. I don't need to try to argue with someone over Facebook or Instagram about why they should try my product. It's not worth the time and effort. You know, we move on from that person and go on and and focus on the people that are there to actually want to try the product. Right. Exactly. All right. So let's pivot in and talk a little bit about that handwritten note. So in addition to sending them the sample order, you're sending them a handwritten note. Why did you go handwritten versus making it easy on yourself and just pre-printing these, you know, these generic type of cards? What was the thought process there? And do you think it had a huge impact? I do think it has a huge impact and and really because so much as is automated and so much is really just digital these days that anytime you can show a customer inefficiency, right? You've just gained again a leg up on everybody else because everybody is trying to look at so many ways to be efficient, which we are too and we're trying, you know, different things and stuff like that, but where we can show that inefficiency to a customer, again, that only just adds into that that lifetime value of that customer. Because if I do convert that person, I've kept them for I'm going to keep them for a long time because they came in on something that was very inefficient to do. And so that customer should be with us well beyond that actual average. Yeah. So what I like about that is that I've bought hundreds of products, whether it be through Amazon or Facebook or Shopify or any of these different platforms. I bought tons and tons of products, right? Some are, you know, $5, $20, hundreds or even thousands of dollar products. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have never, and when I say never, I mean zero times ever got a handwritten note, even when I bought the product, let alone just trying to get a sample. Yep. Right. So exactly. I've never got a handwritten note, which is kind of weird. But I get it. You're 100% right. I think things have become a little bit too automated, a little bit too much digital. And I think there's a hybrid there where you know you don't have to go all one way or the other. And that's kind of what you're doing. You've got a hybrid, right? I mean, you're yeah, showing exactly. these trigger events like these card abandonment examples. But at the end of the day, someone in your office or someone that you've hired, someone you're paying is actually sitting there and writing handwritten notes that go out with these sample orders, which I think shows kind of a a really cool touch. You have an opportunity to wow somebody. You have an opportunity to be different. You know, there. I think it was Sally Hogshead who said it the first time, or maybe said it best, which was, "Different is better than better." When you try to play the better game, we're better tasting. We're better customer service. We're better. You know, it's hard to be better at everything, but it's not nearly as hard to be different. 
And this is just a little differentiator on how you're being different. So cool. Anything else you want to add about that? I think it's really compelling. I love the, I love to see the startup cranking out and I love, you know, testing different <laughs> strategies like this. I think it's cool. Yeah. I mean, the other thing, you know, so we've been really talking heavily on the prospecting side, but I also, I want to just touch real quick on customer retention side. So, you know, just, just last week, we ended up shipping 32 custom, not, we don't even sell them on our website or anything. Ice shaker, blender, ice shaker bottle. So ice shaker is a company that was on Shark Tank. It's a supplement shaker bottle, but we had ice shaker engrave everybody's name, their first name on that bottle. We got it shipped back to us. And then we packaged them up and shipped them direct to the customer. And just again, said, thank you. We had a couple actually get engaged. And so we sent both of them one and said, hey, congrats on their order. Not even their order. Sorry. It was just us shipping it to them, but sent it to them and just said, hey, you know, congrats guys, you know, thank you guys and stuff like that. And so those are for customer retention stuff to us. They weren't expecting it. We didn't add that to their order, anything like that. It was just random, just a random act of kindness from us because on the back end, these customers have sit and hit certain milestones for us and we just wanted to show appreciation. Yeah, so again, it's non-transactional customer appreciation, right? So you're really, in that case, you know, you're, it's a retention piece. Number one, it's highly customized and it's very relevant because these are all health-related products. So the shaker is very, has a lot of continuity with what you're doing with your existing product, which makes a ton of sense. And then it was just out of the blue, right? They hit some sort of a trigger. They'd been with you as an early customer. Maybe they meet it, met a certain order level or you know, whatever, some sort of recurring orders. And at that point you said, listen, we're going to go out of our way. We're going to, we're going to invest more money, not only into acquiring them, because we may have not even have broken even yet potentially, or we may be just slightly profitable. So we're going to reinvest all that profit that we did make. And we're going to put it back into that customer because we understand if we do, there's a, there's a big payday on the back end from a lifetime value of that client, because, you know, these aren't the only products you're ever going to have, right? You started out with a few really cool products but you're probably going to continue to evolve because you're going to listen to who your customers are and you're going to continue to provide them the sort of value that they're looking for. I mean, you're going to fill that gap, right? So I love that. I think that's great. So you basically, like you said, it was just a random act of kindness that was totally unexpected. That's going to probably deliver huge results on the back end from a retention standpoint. I'd be interested to hear the data. I mean, it's a pretty small data set, 32 people, but ultimately you know, there's probably going to be a disparity in data. When you look at a year from now, you look at the value of those customers versus the value of 32 other random customers that came in during that time period. So that would be kind of a cool case study in marketing in itself and customer retention. So very cool. No no doubt. Anything else you want to add about this? I got a couple of other questions and then we'll wrap it up for today. Okay. Sounds good. All right, cool. So what's your favorite growth tool, app, software, something that you guys use that's an integral part of your business, something that you think would be very hard to do without it? Clavio, using Clavio, the email service for e-commerce. I mean, it's really hard because like <laughs> we use all of them so much, but I really just, I, I found Clavio a few years ago. And while it's more expensive than some of the other email services, the, the ability to segment and build flows and their responsiveness has just been phenomenal. They've been really great as a partner on that. And I mean, every time we send out the email, orders come in. So I like that too. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Perfect. 
So obviously you're building your email at your email database as well. So awesome. All right. Well, what would be, you know, a book that you've read that maybe has helped you on your journey or something that you think might help the audience on theirs? Yeah. So if you haven't read The Rise of Superman, I love that book. Talks about getting into the flow state, obviously being a former SEAL, someone who likes to skydive and, and adrenaline junkie. You know, I really like that. But even if you're not into extreme sports in that world, there's so many great parallels from finding your own flow. There's plenty of times where you just need to crank out analyzing data. So like uh, for me, I'll just put myself in the right mindset, throw on the right set of music, and I can get into that flow where I'm, I'm able to crank out something like a spreadsheet. <laughs> it doesn't sound very exciting to do, but you have to do it. And especially you know, when you're in business and, and you're trying to, everything is based on numbers. Yeah. Love it. All right. Well, listen, Sean, I really appreciate you being here today. Let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn more about Cardo Max, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah, sounds good. So for me, it's uh, Sean, S-E-A-N dot Matson, M-A-T-S-O-N. I'm out on Instagram, Facebook, and that's the best way you can get in touch with me. And then obviously I have all, all links to all my businesses and everything like that from there through Mapbox, Cardo Max, and Shop Decon. So that would be the easiest. Yeah. And if they want to like a, uh, like a trial packet, where would they go? Where would they go to get a trial of the, of your new products? They go to cardomax.com and fill out the form there. They, they'll get that. So free plus shipping, right? Yep. Perfect. Well, listen, really appreciate you being here. Congrats on all your success. You've obviously had, you're kind of a serial entrepreneur with multiple businesses. We didn't have time to cover all of them today, but I'm sure we'll talk again in the future and um, have an awesome day. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.